In a world where heresy blankets the airwaves, religious stuffed shirts suck the life out of Sunday morning, and prosperity teachers rob grandmothers of their pensions, three unassuming ministers endeavor to shine the light of biblical theology and put the fun back in fundamentalism. Broadcasting live from the Hall of Dogma... Brought to you this week by Vaucasaurus. Welcome into episode 61 of the Gospel Friends. I am Reverend Verbage. I am Chase Captain Crunchy Thompson. And I am Nuclear Nick Jenkins. And neither one of those gave me a clearer picture of exactly what the episode is brought to you by. So Vaucasaurus? Yeah. Vaucasaurus is card number 61 in the Yu-Gi-Oh! realm. Yu-Gi-Oh, that's nice. Yu-Gi-Oh. I, I never played that. I didn't, it's a little creepy either. looking. There's some people uh, who listen to the show who used to really be into Yu-Gi-Oh. Really? They might still be. Yep, shout out to... I think they were into Yu-Gi-Oh. It wasn't like... Nope. No? You don't Pokemon. think so? It was Pokemon. Pokemon, you're that's, right. That's, I know Good a little job about Pokemon. Good What's job. the difference between Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh? Probably a lot. Age range. Really? Is Yu-Gi-Oh for... Really young kids. Because oh, Pokemon to be uh, Pokemon is still in the, these guys who are like twenty are still into Pokemon. Well, that's the thing. So the the target audience of what the initial kind of hook Pokemon seemed to be a younger demographic, and Yu Gi Oh yeah seemed to be over into to, the teens. But Pokemon had cartoons. So yeah, they're like Ash and yep. Team Rocket and all this. I guys. wasn't allowed to do things like that because um, I was married. Anything that was no when I, growing up. Pentecostal, anything that even remotely looked magic-like, we were so not allowed. So you went to one of the churches like Chase preached about this morning? Probably so. I couldn't watch like He-Man, the Smurfs. Probably so? Did you not hear the Mighty Mouse. No, he wasn't paying attention. He was right. on his phone. <laughs> Must be nice. Welcome in, guys, to episode 61. Uh, what are we doing today? Oh, so many things that I have to get to the doc to find out about. Well, oh, we're swagger like us, so apparently... We're doing something with that. All right, so we are. Uh, no, we're going to start off with some listener. One feedback of us would have to have swagger yeah. to be. I don't even know what that is, so I okay, guess I don't go. have it. All right, so we're going to start off in a moment with some According listener no, you don't. listener feedback. Uh, some uh, people who have contacted us on the Twitter, uh, email, and Facebook. And then we have a game tonight. We are going to do. I'll give you a little preview. You guys are going to love this. But we are going to. Uh, the game is called uh, Church Sign. Name that denomination. Oh, nice. yes. And then we're going to get into... Oh, uh, this is going to have to make a recurrence sometime. Chase, we have a big deal or little deal segment tonight where we're going to be talking about what? We're going to be talking about Planned Parenthood, the grisly video that came out this week, and the response from Planned Parenthood, which essentially says that the video was a fraud, everybody else is a fraud, uh, they're just trying to shut us down, we need to hit back. We're also going to be talking about Ashley Madison and the possibility that um, Ashley a Madison, bunch you of have people, a you have a magnet for uh, her website on your refrigerator. I've seen that. <laughs> you are thinking of Google.com, uh, okay? Because I don't even know who Ashley Madison is, but a bunch of people that go to her website. Um, 
might just have their name publicized, and a certain locality near the Hall of Dogma Church is going to be in a big amount of trouble if that happens, because approximately half of the marriages represented in that uh, that locality are uh, potentially Ashley Madison it's members. Jeopardy. Yeah, we're uh, interested to talk about that. I'm wondering if those numbers are accurate. We will release not. names live on the show wow. of people. Did you okay. did you okay that? Nope. All right. Here so they luckily I get to edit the This is the well, but and now we're going to do listener feedback, and I'm there about to name off a whole lot of people. If you don't <laughs> want your name released, then please share the show on Periscope, wow, and Twitter and other places, and we might not. Oh, I, shout out I to sense. Nathan Martin. Yes. I sent oh, some was that elevator music coming up. <laughs> <Ill timing. laughs> All right, so listener feedback. We at the Gospel Friends are very thankful for yes. people who listen to the show, and as you can see in the first couple of minutes, why we would be thankful for, for people who would listen to this show. You can contact yeah, that, us. Yeah, that trying to say the show is not a joke really no is falling flat for at this point. At all. Uh, you can contact us a, uh, a variety of ways. The Gospel Friends, uh, some of the more popular would be on Twitter, at my gospel friends, uh, we also have a Facebook group called the Hall of Dogma, which you can get to going to hallofdogma.com. Ask to be uh, invited into the group. It is a closed group. We'll be glad to let you in. A lot of great discussion in the uh, in the Hall of Dogma. I think roughly what twenty percent of the listeners of the show, yeah, 20, roughly twenty five something twenty twenty five percent of the listeners of the show are in the Hall of Dogma. For the seventy five percent of you who are not. Uh, you can also get a hold of us via email, thegospelfriends at gmail.com. So we've heard from some of our valued listeners on Twitter in the past week or two. Tony Staley, who we haven't heard from in a while, shouted us this week, said um, that uh, he had took a bit of a hiatus, but he was back now. Wanted to say thanks for all that we do. I appreciate that, Tony. Thank you for reaching out to us. Last week during the show, we talked about... Uh, uh, we got into, was it last week or week before? We got into the textual criticism arguments. We did indeed. About textual the Bible. criticism, yeah. Uh, and whether or not the, uh, what manuscripts the Bible is based on, whether or not they're reliable, and some of the things that we've seen going over Facebook where people say some of the translations like the NIV and the ESV are deleting words. Uh, we heard from the Old Paths Ghost this week, <laughs> at Old Paths Ghost, who said, Gospel Friends, the only original manuscript we need is the old-fashioned KJB. 1611. King James Bible. Thank you, Old Paths Guide, for... Uh, yeah, OPG. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of odd. It used to be the Old Paths Guide, and then he died, and now it's the Old Paths Ghost. Actually, what happened was he got locked out of his account, and he didn't know how to get back in, so he created another one. But anyway. <laughs> hey, John says there's yeah. a shadow moving above you again. John, well, on the periscope. you need something better to do than... Make up things. Y'all seen The Ring? <laughs> That's a scary movie. Brent Ringu. F. 1968 got his treasured T-shirt from the Gospel Friends this week. Hashtag, I'll wear it proudly. Thanks, Brent, for that. Nick, if other people want to get a Gospel Friends T-shirt, how would they go about that? Email the Gospel Friends at gmail.com. That is actually how. The Gospel Friends at gmail.com. He had an interesting uh, hash to uh, his tweet, it said, look what arrived today, my treasured T-shirt, hashtag, where do I send the money? The gospel friends at gmail.com. So you're actually he giving out them. the shirts before people pay for them. So see, what had okay. happened was... He's a good dude. <laughs> this it's is okay. Okay. So we're just giving them out free now. I remember, well, somebody, being, have been. I remember somebody being against that plan. Well, it was you. It wasn't me. 
I'm all for sending them out for free. You guys are the uh, money grubbers. My nose is always itchy. We all quit. Uh, we Sorry, all. We also heard from yeah, yeah, Periscope. If you're in the we hall of the audience, yeah, Chase. we really do, Chase. If you're in the hall of dog on Facebook, we post a link to uh, Periscope where you can watch the show live at various times and. Uh, and so that's uh, what's going on now. We're interacting with some of the Periscope listeners. Rob Johnson, heard from him this week at Johnson 90 He said, have you listened to the Gospel Friends? That's one of my top five. We appreciate that. Shout nice. out to Rob, who also has a great um, blog and a uh, podcast of his own. I think you can get to that, apologetics105.com. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm glad one of us remembers. James McSorley in Ireland said uh, he linked us in. He was listening to uh, Entertainment at Work, My Gospel Friends, the Reformed Pubcast, and Apologia Radio. I haven't heard of them. Have you? Yeah, good stuff. Are you paying attention at all? Yep. Roll Tide. Uh, no, I'm paying attention. You're talking about all right, how about this? How about this? What he was listening to? Jacob Our Ali, Irish fan. We heard okay. from Jacob Ali at Jacob Ali this week. We heard and, a lot from Jacob Ali, including a, a few shots he fired across the bow of the general. Yeah, he he did that, but I'm going to let the general take care of himself. Um, if the general wants to know what Jacob's saying, he's going to have to get on Twitter. Yeah. He probably won't care that much. But Jacob actually <laughs> kind of dissected our show a little bit, so I, I want to see what that. you guys think about this. So here was Jacob's take. Jacob has went back and listened to every episode of The Gospel Friends. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? All right, so this is how Jacob dissects our show. Uh, my Gospel Friends, what I figured out, I figured out why your show works so well. Chase Thompson keeps you all on track and it's <laughs> and is most often correct. That's right. Okay. So Jacob, um I, I don't, keep us on track. I'm Mr. <laughs> on track. That's what my yeah. wife calls me and people at I mean Hall of Dogman Church. Yeah, if you want someone to keep you on track then you're looking with at the, the time, you, you want Chase. That's right. Good one there, Jacob. Let's continue on. David, Very accurate. At J. David McConnell, Rev Verbiage is what makes the show really funny and the main reason I listen. I can get serious stuff elsewhere. Yep. Well, the rest of us are very serious, and, and your funniness so far today, I don't know, a little lacking. So he's calling me the clown, essentially. Yeah. Yes. Step right. up your game, though. It's I'm not laughing enough. Well, that's because you're not paying attention. Nick Jenkins what? is absolutely necessary for production purposes, and there will be no show Wait. without him. I don't know if I like that or not. So we just need you to hit post. Yeah. Yeah. Hit post. All right. So basically yeah. all and of you board. all of you are necessary. Without any of you, the show would not work. Yay. Kumbaya. What do y'all think about that? Did he pretty good uh pretty good dissection there? Well, I'm definitely Mr. On Track. Well, I'm definitely Mr. Funny. Yep. Less Stubing at real less Stubing. Uh, told Barnabas Piper this week over Twitter, you should give my gospel friends a world my favorite, plus they love your dad, so you know they're onto something good. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I'm Barnabas really has sure, never heard that one I'm before. really not sure the way to get Barnabas to listen to our show is is talk about how much we love his dad. I like his book. Oh, wow. Should I not have said that? <laughs> that was awful. No, he okay. and his dad are fine now. All right. Uh, yeah. uh, but Les, thank you for the uh, plug, and, and I hope it works. I hope Barnabas listens. I just hope it's not to episode sixty. One. Also, the Gospel Coalition this week asked TGC Crowdsourcing here, what podcast have you most enjoyed and learned from? And Samuel Lovell, the doctor, responded, uh, Reform Pubcast, My Gospel Friends, and Pirate Christian. So, Wow, that's awesome. That's Praise good. God. I'll take that. All right. And the biggest shout-out of the week goes to Herschel K. Rice, 
who, Christ. lo and Christ. behold, like difficult for you. So I am at the Hall of Dogma Church this morning, um, and I'm I'm standing over by the area where we have snacks and things, drinking a cup of coffee, talking to a couple of people, and I see Looking a guy eating. I see cookies. a guy. I see a guy walk in. Didn't have my phone yep. out. See a guy walk in, and I thought he looks familiar. And then I went, "That's Herschel." K Rice. God, say uh, it uh, right. Uh, and and sure uh, enough, uh, I saw Nick uh, walk up to him and I saw the recognition. So Herschel lives in Virginia. That's right. Correct. We broadcast out of Alabama. Yep. And Herschel was in uh, another state about three hours away visiting some family and decided to shoot on down here for the purpose of visiting the uh, the show. And that meant the world to us yes. and it was awesome. Thank you, Herschel. The only thing more impressive than Herschel coming to visit was the speed at which chase thompson bolted over people standing in the in the uh, hall of dogma church to get to herschel and say hey to him i thought you were going to hurt somebody well i i did catch a little criticism today. i mean he had barely been here 25 minutes before you i mean you ran right up to him there were some uh orphans and widows <laughs> and, and a few uh, disabled people that I was trying to help out with the situation, and David was not happy that I didn't bolt over to Herschel and abandon pastoral duties to say hello to a podcast guest. You were on your phone. All right, I was not. Big was shout out, also. Uh, thank you, Herschel. Lamar the widow. Herschel. I mean, <laughs> orphan. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. Hey, we probably keep wanna, digging. We probably keep digging. Wanna, probably you wanna, want a bigger shovel? Probably, probably want to edit all that out? No, not okay. at all. Probably. All right, so Shout uh, out to Herschel received a, a nice box of autographed cereal from the Gospel Friends. Hey, what Curtis flavor was that? That was, um, that was Millville. <laughs> that was Aldi, Aldi, Aldi. Brin. Uh, <laughs> that is the generic of generics right Aldi there. Aldi yes, Brin. Uh, uh, what's that? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah. Is it good, by the way? Uh, my kids like it. Really? Yeah. Yep. I can't imagine. Herschel received that because it was the one unopened box of cereal in my pantry. And well, we I, didn't know he was coming. I ran home, and I got it, and we signed it and sent there him off go. with a, a box of cereal. Got so. a picture of him and uh, us in the studio on the Hall of Dogma. So check that out. It was awesome. Out studio. It was awesome to have him here. All right. Yeah, we also heard that. from uh, this week Nathan Martin, who uh, sent us a, a video no, an audio audio, audio clip called Swagga. Like us. Yep. Swagga like us. And it was, um, it, what it was was a... What it was was... Do- what it was what it was, was, was. Let's not keep doing that. It was, <laughs> it was basically the Hall of Dogma out of context. All right, yeah. so, so essentially he took uh, comments in the yes. hall and he placed them in different threads. Right. And just kind of mashed it all up. So uh, it was a good job, Nathan. Very funny. If you're in the Hall of Dogma, uh, good stuff. And uh, <laughs> what would you rate it, David, on a on a star scale? What's the uh, what's the five stars would be excellent. One star would be forgettable. Uh, one would be forgettable, and five would be yeah. Well, like you know, Lord of the Rings or just an epic sort of movie. Thing. Have you guys ever what watched God's a train wreck? What would God's Not Dead be? It would be about a two, one and a half. I'd give it a, a one and a half or a two. Wow. Yeah. So you're saying Nathan's work was was on par with God's Not Dead, the movie. Yeah. Well, that? okay. Hey, I bet the movie makers <laughs> put a lot more time and know. effort into it than 
Okay. Y'all don't even know what to do right now. We have switched into a parallel universe, haven't Aww. we? Okay. So uh, if you want to hear the swagger like us, we're going to play a clip for it at the, uh, at, after the outro. So you can, you can determine what star rating it should get. That sounds like a good What plan. do you think, Nick? Sure. Okay. We also, this week from uh, Facebook. Is that like a bullet train and a coal train, like colliding, or what, what would you call that train wreck? Choo-choo. All right. So uh, in the Hall of Dogma, we also heard from Brad Melton this week. Brad, I want to give you a shout-out and let you know, buddy, I was, wearing the, uh, I was wearing your shirt yesterday, Brad. So just uh, let you know that. That sounds anyway, a little skeevy. Well, Why I, were you wearing Brad's shirt yesterday? Uh, because he gave it to me. Okay. Hashtag no comment. My wife washed it, and I put it on. True story. That happened. That explains your attitude yesterday. How, how happy he was. It's yeah. an Ar- Arkansas, Arkansas warthog shirt. Nice. <laughs> nope. Pig suey. Razorbacks. Yeah. So I understand somebody actually has a serious question for us. In Please, the thank well, you. Well, so Brad Melton, Brad Melton posted. <laughs> Keeping us on track. Brad, Brad Melton posted uh, a, uh, some questions in the hall Jacob regarding was right. testimonies. I'm in physical pain. He, reg- he, he posted something regarding testimonies. He asked some questions of people in the hall of dogma. How do you feel about sharing testimonies? Um, and, and he talked about um, people who experienced either an abrupt before and after transformation when you came to know Christ uh, versus those who didn't. And so we had a a new listener, Sarah Wright, who uh, posted, shout out to Sarah, posted a comment back to Brad. And uh, this was part of her comment. Uh, She said, I found my Savior very recently. Praise God for that, Sarah. But my transformation has been anything but abrupt. I still struggle with smoking Parentheses, I feel more shame about this every day, which I see as a good thing. And I am terribly inconsistent with my meeting attendance, which kills me. Uh, but I'm so weak-willed at times, not abrupt at all. I have envy of those who have the immediate transformation, but I'm thrilled they are here, which o- overshadows the envy. So, again, big shout-out to Sarah. Praise God for your salvation. Yes. Nick, when we were talking about this earlier in the week, mm-hmm. uh, you just kind of uh, really felt like an unction toward what she was writing here. And uh, we'll have a little bit of discussion about yeah. you know transformation when we come to know Christ and, and uh, receive salvation through the gospel. Well, I, I honed in on her, her verbiage about um, her feeling the shame about smoking. And so I... I kind of got hung up on that that particular word, and it's not um, intended to get hung up on her feeling there, but just to talk a little bit about that word. Um, and based on her verbiage there, it seems like she is feeling what I would call actually conviction. And so what I wanted to, to differentiate was and kind of get you guys' take on is that, you know, when, when people just get saved, um, you know, a lot of... <laughs> How do, you, how do you word this without sounding overly more offensive than we already have today? Depending on the... the Who's been offensive today? <clears throat> we're talking, aren't we? Um, okay. Depending on the background you come from, you know, what is and isn't acceptable in a in a church organization can, can vary. Um, and sometimes there are pretty distinct things. Other times uh, the acceptable behavior has a wide swath. But not always are some of these things... You know, down the line from the word, they are kind of culturally acceptable things. And one of those for me is 
actually smoking. And so to someone who – So you think it's fine to smoke as a Christian? I think we've made that pretty clear. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I just, you I just, need narco. What, what, yeah, there you what, go. What, what, what do you think it's okay to smoke? <laughs> yeah, let's revisit <laughs> okay, this topic. We ain't got the time. But my, my – again, my, I guess what grieves me for her was the word shame. And so I guess I want to make a distinction between shame and conviction and – how do you, as a new believer, especially because I know the I know the transformation she's talking about. I always felt guilty um, coming from a very Pentecostal, um, charismatic church that you know you'd have these light switch salvation experiences, much like a Paul on the road to Damascus, and it just it seems like he flipped that switch and and it wasn't a big issue afterwards. But then you have guys like Peter that just seemed like they may have been a work in progress their whole lives, and so you know. I guess I kind of wanted to encourage her a little bit um, and maybe do a little bit of clarification on, you know, what's a what's a church pressure thing and what's a Bible pressure thing. And and to me, if, if the Holy Spirit is convicting her to stop smoking, by all means, stop smoking. Um, but I don't I don't want new believers to feel shame um, because of societal things that they haven't learned or just you know aren't quote unquote indoctrinated to yet as much as. The spirit's convicting them of. So, what would you guys say to to a new believer who is is getting hung up, feeling guilty over something that isn't implicitly stated in the word? All right, Chase. Do you need him to repeat all that, or you got it? Something about the Bible and smoking. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm all sorry. Right. You were talking, and Chase was doing the big boy oh, I, wa- big boy wave to. I know. Periscope I almost just stuff. stopped and wrote down an edit point because right. one of the guys in, in the Periscope uh, brought up First Corinthians six twelve, which is all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Hey, Absolutely, I had just pulled that up. Well, Good job, Periscope that? guys. I, I don't even know First Corinthians six twelve. Uh, who who brought that up? I I missed it because I was trying to listen to Nick. Um, <laughs> it, really, that's a that's, that's amazing. A, it, it's it's an it's an excellent point. There is smoking a cigarette a named sin in the in the scriptures. It's not, but I can see that what Sarah might be struggling with would be conviction. I think, as you said, David, uh, there is now <laughs> no con- or you said Nick. Sorry. <laughs> There is now no condemnation. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my soundboard <laughs> for those that are in Christ. So there's not this shame in the sense of uh, of sinning to the point of losing salvation or something like that. But I think we can all agree that uh, cigarette smoking would be clearly in the uh, in, in the category of not things that are helpful. Oh, that you won't hear me disagree on. Yeah. That. So I could, I could totally see this as conviction of the Holy Spirit. Pulling her away from this and, and that being a good thing, um, so I'll throw, I'll throw a question back to you guys. In the process of of early Christianhood, as you're growing, as as the work of God is is growing in you, how some of these things? You know, we, we've said before, we've talked about the issue of homosexuality. That the gospel is not to homosexuals stop being gay and then come to Jesus. The gospel is come to Jesus and our understanding of how the gospel works is is as the supernatural power of God works in somebody who's being moved from death into life to transform them, teaching them to say no 
to temptations of the world, to sin and things like that. How does that process work in an ongoing sort of way? How can Sarah and other people like her that are new believers leaning, uh, listening to the show, how can they lean in, into the power of God, take hold of the power of God, walk in the power of God to uh, turn away from some of these things that, that are uh, sinful entanglements? I, I took... I took part of her comment, she said, I'm feeling shame about this, which she said is a good thing. And, and I will say, you know, my take on what she's saying there is that she can tell some of her desires have changed and that's good. And, and I would agree with that. I think, um, I think when you come to know Christ, you will, because you have a, a heart that God has changed. And if you read the uh, I think it's, it's in Ezekiel 36 where God says, I will remove your heart of stone, give you a heart of flesh. I will place my spirit in you and lead you to follow my commands. This picture of salvation is that God completely regenerates, changes our hearts. We will desire new things, different things. Um, we will desire a new way of life. And so I think she is right that that's encouraging. At the same time, we're, we're going to deal with the flesh. You mentioned Paul's transformation, and and there wasn't a very abrupt transformation in him on the road to Damascus in terms of from, you know, a a hater of Christ to someone who loved Christ. But then, what, wasn't it right after that, like, he just kind of, what, went away? Was it like three years? Yeah, before uh, Paul went into some sort of public ministry, he was in a desert kind of place. Uh, near Damascus, just we we don't really have any idea what what was going on there beyond one would assume a deepening of his relationship with Christ. And so, so most of what we see happening in with Paul in the New Testament happened after that period where he was just we don't really know what was going on other than he was away and what we assume was um, learning more about Christ and, and his relationship with him. So I think even with Paul, there was that time of uh, of you know, transformation, some of that not instantaneous. Second Corinthians chapter 3 uh, talks about how all of us Christians with an unveiled face, uh, and it's hearkening back to uh, Moses in the Old Testament where he would meet with God, his face would glow, and so he would put a veil over his, faith, his face to hide that from people so that it wouldn't, I guess, wouldn't freak them out essentially, and then the, the, the glow would fade as he was out of God's presence. But we all, with an unveiled, uh, unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image of Christ from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So I believe the promise is that when God has saved us and captured our hearts, that He is going to work in us with His Spirit to, from one degree to another, transform us into the likeness of Christ. And I think that happens over a lifetime of following Jesus. Um, I think there are things that God heals instantaneously. I've heard a lot of stories about that, of just this of instantaneous um, loss of appetite for sin. Mm -hmm. But I've heard more stories of people who are still struggling with things right. and that transfer years in that transformation is over time well you know i take solace in a couple of things about the apostles that um one you know i pointed out the the issue you know issue not singular but seemingly peter's <laughs> um 
constant need for um, or regular need for kind of pushing yeah. from from peers. Um, and I think that that's something that that we should take uh, solace in and, and example from. You know, obviously the three of us do this show together. We're, we're in a fellowship of uh, working um, alongside each other in different forms of ministry. But there's also a friendship here that we, we push each other onward towards godliness. Sometimes not always in the kindest of ways that we should, but there's that kind of constant pushing onward. Um, but Paul also talks about his, his thorn in the flesh, something that seems to keep him grounded a little bit. Um, <laughs> Something that seems to keep him grounded. I'm not laughing about Paul. David is in chase or having fun with Periscope right now. Yay. I am. Periscope is becoming a curse word to me. Um, but Paul's Periscope. thorn of the flesh, but you also. <laughs> oh, edit points. Um, but you also see um, he talks about the discipline that it's required of him. Um, so I think it's 1 Corinthians nine twenty seven. He talks about that daily process of, of disciplining himself and keeping himself um, under godliness. And so I, I have no problem with, with encouraging someone who feels convicted about something. Um, I just, I'm very sensitive to the, to the word, to shame. And I just, I guess my specific encouragement to Sarah would be to point, set your eyes on, on Christ and, and ask the Spirit to lead you into godliness through, through his word, um, through, through prayer, um, through the, the accompaniment of believers in your life. Um, and, you know, as it's, as it's shame from people, um, ask the Lord to lead you in that, if that's him bringing conviction or if, or if that's something else. Uh, but as the Spirit leads you, ask him to give you strength to overcome that. Find some people in your life um, I would I would keep it a small circle if there's specific things you need help with, but make yourself available to people for accountability and, and correction. Um, submit yourself to kind of a body there, a believers, some authority that will will help you grow in godliness. Um, but but let it be conviction and not not shame is my encouragement. That's so. a good work, Nick. And and you actually talked for almost two minutes there. So it's amazing. Free Nick is working. Yes. It is making 61 a episodes. That's all you get for this go. show. Uh, hey, I, I was going to follow up with that. Go ahead. Repent. Go ahead. Let go of my hand. <laughs> um, Nathan Martin, one of the things he, he pointed out in the Periscope as David taps the hearts to kind of generate more hearts from the people watching, hint, hint. Um, Nathan Martin talked about how there is, uh, in, in some of the Church of God flavors, that they believe in instant sanctification. In other words, you become a believer and instantly you go on to be fully sanctified. I, I don't believe that. Uh, along those lines, I don't believe that's what the Bible teaches. I don't think that's what Well, none of us are saved if that's true. And that, that is also an aspect of it. So I'm going to hit a question to you, David. Not believing in instant sanctification, what would you say are the two most important elements of maturity, growth, sanctification. I'm smashing some things together there. The two most important elements of maturity, growth, and sanctification for an early, young Christian believer. Um, Wow. So I think keeping in mind, if I can say the, the transformation comes from the Lord who is the Spirit, based on 2 Corinthians 3. So I'm going to answer the question not from a you know that's that's where sanctification comes from it's from the spirit but from from our standpoint what are those two things that we can do uh, number 1 i would i would talk about community or having a mentor in the faith so, uh, one or more people who you can go to and who you can see in their life the type of faith 
that you, that you want to have. So, uh, someone who is Christ-like, someone who um, is is a believer of the gospel, and you can see gospel change in them, and and having someone like that that you can go to, and that you can be mentored by, and ask hard questions of, and you know, if you have someone like that, praise God for them and use them. If you don't have someone like that, pray for someone to come along. And, uh, and I think that's something that God will grant you. I, I think in my own life, people feeding into me, pouring into me, mentoring me has been uh, a, you know, a huge part of sanctification. And, um, and then I would talk about what Nick did. Um, I think there is a need for discipline toward the Word of God. I listened to a guy this week named Paul Washer, who I'm a, I'm a fan of his preaching. And Paul, Paul Washer is, a, he is Calvinistic in his uh, theology, so he definitely believes in the, uh, the regenerate heart by the Spirit, salvation by the Spirit. And, uh, but, but even he talked about in this sermon about the need for us to discipline ourselves mm-hmm daily in the Word. And he, he talked about how like a, a machinist who is given a book and said, okay, you've got to read this book and learn how to operate this machine so that you can make a living. If the first time they read that book, they don't understand it, they have to keep going back to it and keep going back to it and keep going back to it until they understand it so that they can make a living. But so many Christians will go to the Bible, read it one time and go, hey, I don't really get that, I don't understand it, and they'll just quit. Mm. But if if the Word is the word of life. If the word keeps us from sin, I've hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. If that is what the word is, then we have a need to go back to it day after day after day after day. And that's something I struggle with because as a pastor, a lot of times I spend more time in the word preparing to teach or preparing for other people than I do for myself. And that's a real, um, that's a real issue in my own spiritual walk, one that I'm struggling with right now. And I've got people in my life who, you know, I need uh, their help in that. And so um, I, I would point to people, mentors, and, and the criticality of the Word. Well, one thing you mentioned there, David, uh, was a term probably not all of our listeners are familiar with, the, the term Calvinistic. Can you unpack that for a few <laughs> minutes and then try to say whether all sh- Christians should yeah. kind of believe along those lines of Calvinism? Yeah, let me. It, it, I don't know if if any of you have a flower at your house. Grab. There's look for one called a tulip. <laughs> hey, I do want to say this real quick. We got to move on. I but was joking. Here, here's to. I would say this about other Christians. Um, you mentioned this earlier. I think we were talking about just um, not being shamed. But I think, like, I hear in the homosexual debate a lot where it seems like the Christian stance is if you're dealing with homosexuality, if you're tempted by homosexuality, come to know Christ, and Christ will take that away. Mm. Christ will fix the gay, uh, you know, so to speak. And, and I think that is a real, like, I don't think we would say that about just any other sin. Uh, I mean, how many people have struggled with heterosexual sin, come to know Christ, and they still struggle with temptation from heterosexual sin? And I, I think for Christians to just assume someone, if someone comes to know Jesus, they will never have a, another homosexual temptation, 
Um, I think that's incorrect. I think we have to be willing to walk out that with someone the same as we walk out any other sin temptation with someone. Um, we call it sin, and we walk out with them trying to overcome that sin. And and I think that's true with a, with a lot of things. I, I just I don't know. I think people come to know Christ, and we just we want that instant sanctification in their life. And so we automatically want to kind of pull out this checklist of, well, you're a Christian now. You shouldn't do this or yes. this or this or this or this. And And we have to I think there are some things that you would do like that. I mean, sure. I think if someone's living with their, you know, girlfriend, not married, having sex all the time, you get saved, you call them to repentance there. But I mean, just to start, uh, well, you know, you you're a Christian, you don't need to go to the bar anymore, and you don't need to smoke, and you need to drop this. I don't know that that's letting people be convicted by the Spirit. Yeah. I think we have to have a good deal of patience with yes. people, the way God has been. Patient with us. We need to be patient with people. What so. you said. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you who, for yeah. uh, was it Sarah? Uh, yes, who, who Sarah Wright on the Hall of Dogma in the Hall of Dogma prompted that. Good discussion. Uh, before we get into the uh, big deal or little deal segment, hey Chase, huh? Since what? you keep us on track, yes. When when someone around here says time, they automatically think you. That's why they call you Rolex Chase. Yes, that is why they call me Rolex Chase. What time is it? It's time to play the game. Oh, yeah. How many Christian podcasts do you listen to that feature Motorhead? Motorhead. All right, guys. This week, so, episode 61, the game. So what had happened? Nuclear narco Nick. I was trying to talk to people in Facebook about the Periscope, and it kept going, boop. On my laptop, so I had to mute my laptop. Should ADD people like us actually do Periscope for a podcast? No. Episode 62. No. All right. Uh, nuclear Narco Nick versus Calcified Chase Thompson. <laughs> right, here, Wait, here, what? I don't know. It was like an old joke. Right, here, here we go. All right. So, uh, guys, we are going to play a, a trivia game called Name That Denomination. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys actual church church signs. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going to give you actual church signs. These are not signs I've made up. These are real church signs that have been put out there somewhere. And you didn't find them on a meme generator? No, these are okay. real. As much as I could, except, you know, you know other than driving there myself. Okay. These are verified church signs. Uh, and I'm going to give you the sign, and then you're going to give me the denomination based on the sign. Okay. okay? Now, there's going to be four cho- four choices. For each one. So here they are. You might want to write these down. Okay. Baptist. Baptist. Pentecostal. Pentecostal. And I do know Pentecostal is not a denomination, but well, that's going to cover. Baptist is kind of broad, too. Well, it, it, we're going broad here, okay? We're going broad. Yes, by all means, it, let's it, paint with broad brushes. Broad, I like Baptist, that. Pentecostal, Reformed. Now, Reformed could actually be Reformed Baptist, sort of. Presbyterian, Covenant-based. So Baptist, Reformed, Pentecostal, or Church of Christ. Oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, I will give you... Do you really want to risk offending our Church of Christ yeah, brother we like who was here like a week ago? He was a good guy. He's a good guy. All right, here we go. I, okay. I want to offend every... Well, I'm going to offend Baptist, Reformed people, Pentecostals, and Church of Christ. And we may even have a bonus, couple of bonus questions where I offend some uh, denominations outside of those four. Here we go. Nick, hey, to you first. We need Methodist in this. Uh, yeah, we know we had some Methodists, but... Um, they didn't make the cut. Uh, they didn't make the cut. Come on. Here we go. Jay, uh, Nick. 
Answer Methodist. Here we go. As a protest, Nick. Baptist, Reformed, Pentecostal, or Church of Christ. Jesus is the rizzle for the sizzle. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, shoot. Pentecostal. Actually, no. Sorry, that's serious. Yeah, that was Baptist. That was my second guess. Baptist. All right, Chase. So you got that you got church. To, that got church shot you. should be burned down. You've got the flavors of Pentecostal that threw me off. All right. Anyway. All right. Uh, Chase. Yes. Baptist, Reformed, Pentecostal, or Church of Christ. Keep using my name in vain, and I'll make rush hour longer. Coc. No. Reformed. Fred. It was Reformed. Dang yeah. it. I uh, didn't do any kind it's, of points I, I for the steal. Zero, it's zero, fine. zero. It's fine. All right. Uh, Emotional wins. Or we're going to just kind of victory, whatever. Uh, flip it back here, um, a round robin or something. So this one back to Chase. It's like, like a snake draft. Yeah, kind of like that. Okay. Choose okay. the, bread, of, fantasy choose the yeah. bread of life or your toast. Choose the bread <laughs> of life or your toast. Baptist reform. Can, I'm going to say that right. could be a title. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to say Pentecostal. Yo, it was Baptist. You guys. Oh, man. All right, Nick. Did they spell your right? Yeah, they did. Okay, just a second. Here we go, Nick. Uh, it was actually spelled out you are. Okay, Nick. No. Here we no, go. no, no. They did not do you are. Yeah, they did you are. Oh, physical. Like the letter test. U and the letter R? Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. All right, we are at uh, zero to zero, but uh, Nick, you can catch back up here. We're going to go Baptist, Reformed, Pentecostal, or Church of Christ. Don't let Jesus catch you riding dirty. Wait, that sounds inappropriate. Are you okay, Narco? We already covered this. Are you okay, Narco? <laughs> did you get a TARDIS and I didn't know about it? Like, uh, what yeah, just happened? Awesome. Oh, my goodness. All right, let's do it again. I'm based, ready. based on the last – oh, no, uh, we're, not, we're not going through this again. Based on the last one that I got horribly wrong, I'm going to go with Baptist. No. Oh, my God. It's Pentecostal. See? All right, so this is like you're pitching a shutout. Uh, zero, zero. Chase, having trouble sleeping? We have sermons. Come here, one. Oh, having, that's Baptist. Oh, sorry. Having trouble sleeping? We have sermons. Come here, one. Ah, gee whiz. Baptist. No. Y'all, y'all, oh, it wasn't on our side? You really stink at this. We're, well, I mean, it's it's not. No. It's uh, just random. Based on the churches I grew up in, we could have said Pentecostal because they didn't really. I mean, you would have eliminated Pentecostal because they didn't have a lot of sermons. Yeah, <laughs> Nick, Jesus is my prozac. Wait, what what you was didn't it? Tell it what it was. It was reformed. Oh, okay. Jesus is my <laughs> prozac. Jesus, uh, that's just terrible. It is at terrible. This point, I, I just. I don't know. Um, Pentecostal. Yes. Oh, crud. Yes. One to yes. Nick. Yes. You just got a lucky shot there. Oh, look. It, it is rolling dice this, at this point. All right. Uh, Chase. God what? is good. Gays are bad. Read your Bible. <laughs> Actual church sign. Hey, is that really a church sign? That's a really church sign. Baptist, Reform, Pentecostal, or Church of Christ? God is good. Gays are bad. Read your Bible. I'll say COC. Then. Nah, I'm just Baptist. <laughs> oh, I was going Pentecostal. Oh, nice. Way to represent Baptist. By the way, we don't agree with that sign. In, I mean, we don't agree. With I wouldn't how agree that with it in the way that it was out singles out. Yeah. That, yes, yeah. which is fairly bigoted. Uh, Chase, fairly bigoted. Here's a bonus for you. Okay, bonus. I need one. All right, bonus for you. This is a denomination not listed in one of the okay. four. This is not Baptist. Reformed, yeah, I get it. Pentecostal or well, Church of Christ. I understand. Okay. God prefers kind atheists over hateful Christians. Yeah, that's going to be uh, Methodist. Methodist is okay. right. Good job, Chase. Sorry. 
Okay. Uh, Nick. Do I get a point for that? Yeah, you got a point. So hey, you are nice. one one. A few more of these. Nick, <laughs> Jesus had his palms red so we would know our future. Oh, gosh. That is so corny. I, I'm not okay with that. Well, oh, my gosh. I hope and you don't go get to this list? denomination, Baptist Pentecostal. Oh, we're back to. Yeah, Baptist Pentecostal Reformed Church. Oh, my gosh. Christ. I'll go Church of Christ on that one. It was Church of oh, Christ. Geez. Good job, Nick. Two to, right, one. two to one. Getting toward the end here. Two to one. That is so Chase. bad. Tithe if you love Jesus. Anyone can honk. <laughs> well, that sounds very Baptist, so I'll say Baptist. It was Baptist. Yes. You're right. <laughs> two to two. Nick, like Dairy Queen, we make great Sundays. <laughs> Pentecostal. No. Oh. Reformed. Reformed. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. All right, Chase, this is uh this is for the win okay. if you can get it. All right. I have a couple of bonus here though we could we could do if we need. All right, I'm ready. Santa is Satan. <laughs> what? Santa is Satan. Santa is Satan. I'm going to say Pentecostal. No. Oh, come on. Are you serious? That's no, a joke. Not. That should be Pentecostal. Right. What is it? Uh it, it was Baptist. <sighs> okay, the Baptists and the Pentecostals are much closer related than I guess, than they well, think they realize. Sign-wise. Uh, well, dogma, I guess, even though they're approaches. Wow. Okay, so, um, Nick. Uh, David. Here we go. Uh, this is either, I'm going to give you a tiebreaker. Okay. This is either Anglicans or Lutherans. 50-50 shot here. So I get ready? it if he misses it, right? Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right, ready? Jesus is coming. Look busy. Lutherans. Yes. Oh, Nick wins. No. Three. To two, three hey. very sad points. To two very uh, sad can you pause? Can you uh, pause the recording and let me give you one that didn't make the cut? Well, no, people are watching on Periscope. It'll just be for Periscope. Okay, I can't find it. I do have one though. All right, hey, all right. I, I will. I will say three this. to two. I, I hate Nick wins. Bad. Yeah, no, I know. I don't think. Congratulations, Nick. Finally, I, I hate bad church signs. Good game, and uh, in the past, in my early years of marriage, I've actually driven across town to change one. Um, a, church, a different church. I, I pulled all the letters down. I think I've mentioned that before, but I have not mentioned that there is a church just down the road from the Hall of Dogma Church. Oh yeah, that somebody told me had a bad church sign, and just a couple of years ago, I drove over there to change it. And when I got there, it had already been changed. But I was going to do it, and it was a Baptist church. But mm. I thought, mm. what is this going to be like if I get caught? changing this other Baptist churches. Right. So I you, was the pastor to, of a local Baptist church. I was going to disavow all knowledge of, I mean, Hall of Dogma Church, if I had been caught. <laughs> all right, Unfortunately, I was, I was spared. Um, well, th- this one was bad, Nathan. Nathan says, I love bad church signs. Nathan, Nathan, Nathan this was bad theologically. It, it, it had a bad message. It wasn't just corny. It was, it was wrong, like dead wrong. All right, Nick. Is uh, the winner of the um, yes. bad church sign? What's my prize? Um, you get to introduce Chase doing the next segment. Go ahead. All right. So time has come for big deal, little deal. A Chase brought a Chase brought to us by. <coughs> this is Chase why brought I don't to, get to us do by the transitions. Uh, so bring it in, Captain Crunchy. That was really bad. I, okay. Well, I look. You want me to try it again? No, that's good. I can Have you drank out, out of this? Uh, you can. Uh, no, I just poured it in my cup. Okay. Thank Have you. at it. Okay, guys. We're only going to do two stories because we're kind of running short on time, but uh, the two stories we're going to do are whoppers. The first one is Ashley Madison. The second one is Planned Parenthood. Before we get to that, though— What do those I, have to do with Burger King? Uh, nothing. Right. What, what does Burger King have to do with anything? Whoppers. Oh, I see. <laughs> Clever. Um, I have to tell you, though, up front, 
that I discovered this week that big deal, little deal, or no deal is a complete and utter fraud. And unfortunately, it's my fault. What do you mean by it's a fraud? Well, I mean that that segment is not a name we made up for our show. Oh, it's it not? It is a name we stole. <laughs> Where did we steal it from? Show. Where did we and steal it from? It was totally subconscious, but Mike and Mike, the ESPN show, also plays a game. They don't normally you call it. You stole it from Mike and Mike? They don't normally call it big deal, little deal, or no deal, but they used to. And when oh, I was wow. listening to them this week, they they used the exact phrasing, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? We st- I stole that from them." So I, I think do Solomon talked about this. And nothing new under the sun. Greenberg. All right, so let's throw this out. We need a we need a new segment name. We do. So that's Hall of better. Dogma. Maybe the benefactor can uh, help us out, or yeah. or buy that one from Mike and Mike and give it to us. Now, I say that, I, I assume that because they use that exact verbiage that they used it before for a, a similar type game that they play. I'm not a huge Mike and Mike fan, but... You think they'll sue us? Well, they could. They got, the, they got all, that, all that scratch. By the way, Colin Cowherd, off of ESPN as of this week. Did you guys hear about that? Oh, I thought you were going to say off, like... No, they, he's gone. He got Colin fired. Cowherd off of ESPN. Well, he he was he was hired by this. Fox, but he got. This is one of my favorite podcasts. I like Colin Cowherd, although I disagree with him on everything. It, but. If Mike and Mike sued us, they could get a bag of crapola cereal and John the Baptist. Well, that would be the problem. I, I could give up the cereal. I could not give up John the Baptist. We could give Nick. I don't know what the production we do quality. Mike up. and Mike and Nick. Yeah, Mike okay. Nick Mike. I don't know how to transition back to this, so we're just going to kind of jarringly go there. For those listening that don't know, this next segment could be a little not child-friendly. Yeah, it gets into heavy topics. A little bit. So just you know, kind of be aware. We're not going to be dirty or anything, but or we'll try not to. Anyway, AshleyMadison.com is a website dedicated to married people. Don't go there. Don't go there. Uh, I haven't gone there, and you certainly don't want that to show up in your browsing history. If you'd like to see industry. David's use of the site, however, check my Twitter feed. Oh, snap. Wow. I just promised we weren't going to be dirty. Okay, anyway, we aren't gonna be, we're not going to be dirty anymore. It was an out-of-context. Look, I had two good out-of-context moments for both of you all throughout the course of the day. It was Keep very fun. fun. So, Ashley Madison. It is sort of like Facebook for the um, – I don't. I don't actually know this. I it's a social network for it's, for people looking to cheat on their spouse. Cheat on their spouse. Exactly. So it is kind of like Facebook. Now there. I would say Match. dot com. <laughs> apparently, or, it, it is a dating site that it is geared primarily toward married, married, married couples people. who want to have an affair. But from what I read, there are many. Sing, you you can list yourself as single. Okay. Uh, so there are people on there who are there are single there are single there. people yes. on there, but it's mainly for married people, and it's not like a dating site. It is actually yeah. focused on adultery. Well, well, their slogan is "Life is short, have an affair." Exactly, and they copyrighted that slogan. Well, I guess we can't use it for our show then. Uh, that's unfortunate. Well, safe bet. Something in the neighborhood of thirty-six million people, vast majority of them in in United States of America are part of Ashley Madison. Um, in our very own home city, 36,000 people in the Birmingham area are registered on Ashley Madison as of a year ago. So I suspect it might be more in the 40,000 range. That is a lot for our area. But there is a little community just up the road from us. In fact, uh, maybe it's more than a little 
community. It's known as uh, Trustville. Can I say the name? Trust Vegas. Trust Vegas. Some people call that around here. I'm a fan of Trustville. Our kids play oh, sports boy. there, all kind of good stuff. But um, I'm not. A high percentage. Yes, because you boycott all sports. Of Trustville re- residents are apparently a part of Ashley Madison. How many? Uh, something in the neighborhood of 3,200. Mm. And considering that Trustful has slightly less than 20,000 people as its population. That's a lot. That's an awful lot. I mean, that's crazy. Okay, so that's not the big deal, little deal or no deal. That's a huge deal. That's a pretty big deal. But it's only a huge deal if you live around uh, Birmingham as we do. Here's what I'm going to ask you guys. Is this a big deal, little deal or no deal? Hackers have broken into Ashley Madison, have compromised their database, and are threatening to release names of spousal cheaters and pictures, which, as you might imagine, are less than savory, and uh, furnishers and all kinds of things that might be on their profile. Uh, because so much better when you say it that way. Thank you. If you mumble it, it's not bad. Uh, I didn't know you were teaching Charlie Brown before you got here. <laughs> And the reason why they're doing this is because Ashley Madison offers a service to permanently delete your record from their site for something like $20. And the hackers rightly say that's impossible. It's a ripoff. Here's my question to you, Nick. You get it first. Is this hack a big deal, little deal, or no deal? I think it is a big deal, and it's excellent. Um, (laughs) And so, um, you know – so I, I am not in any way an anarchist or, or opposing or an antinomian from a theological perspective. And so, you know, it gets very sketchy when, when it, it seems like right people, people refuse to do the right thing and people take a Robin Hood mentality um, about things. Things get very, very sketchy in that regard. And so, you know, uh, is it, is it right to violate people's um, presumed uh, trust? And, and you know, I, that's difficult. Um, but something like this, especially on this scale, coming to light, um, marriage is a sacred institution, and and people that that view it so sacred as to um, protect the other spouse under any circumstances, um, you know, <laughs> this is very much a Nick personal opinion thing, not in any way scriptural based. And I hope it's not sinful for me to agree with their methods, but. Um, you know, good on them in my in my opinion. So, David. so you're happy with the hack, David? I, I'm happy that people are being exposed when they are seeking to violate the covenant of marriage. All right, so I, I you know, I would agree with that. Um, I think the question I'm hurt for their spouses of the way it's going to come out. Yeah, I think the question that has kind of arised from this arisen. What I say arised. Is that how's that different from what you said? It, mine was right. Okay. Uh, so I think the question that's arisen from this is whether or not the 36 million people on Ashley Madison are actually, um, like, really want to be there. This is very interesting. I've done a little bit of re- – yeah, hang on. So Graham – Fix this quick. GrahamCluley.com, which is a security news advice and opinion site, uh, one of their lead writers, a guy named um, Per Thorsheim, 
tweeted out this week, please remember reporters, an account with Ashley Madison doesn't mean anyone had an affair or ever would. Potential risk of suicide. And he was kind of putting this out there about people, you know, if the names came out, you know, just dropping those names out. And he made a couple of points. One of the points that he made um, is that Someone could have made a mistake, not made a mistake in terms of like, oh, I accidentally created a profile. But someone could have created a profile just to view, see what was out there, never actually intending to have an affair. And just you release their name and everybody's name who's on this account, uh, on this site automatically would be they've had an affair. They've been cheating. Oh, that's a very okay. – And, and, okay, and that's you a know, possibly they haven't. But the, the, the more interesting thing that he pointed out – is that Ashley Madison, apparently, before this hack, had no verification procedure in place when someone listed an email address. So someone could have went out, Chase, and they could have used your email to create an account on Ashley Madison. Well, now I'm scared. With no verification on your part necessary. But if you found out about it and you went out to the site to have your account deleted, guess what you had to do? Pay that. You had to pay $19. That's a scam. Yeah. Look, I had a buddy that Which is why the hackers were doing what they were doing. And so uh, Per Thorsheim was making the point that there were people, could it be people out there in their accounts on this site uh, where someone else had used a fake fake email, an email, you know, and it associated it to them, but they didn't have a clue that Look. they were uh, out there. And there's a couple of stories that back this up, and um, uh, including this one person that wrote on First Look, uh, uh, The Intercept off firstlook.org um, who actually wrote that it happened to them, that, yeah. that someone had linked their Gmail, created an account, and um, they had no idea. They got the stuff from Ashley Madison yep. that an account had been you know, created. They yep. went to delete it, and Ashley Madison won $19. I have a very old Gmail wow. address, and, and as such, I was able to get a, a pretty common variation of my, my first and last name. And people don't realize that um, Gmail is agnostic towards dots, and so you know Chase Thompson and Chase.Thompson are the same thing sure. at Gmail. And so I all the time get rogue stuff. I had a buddy that used to, um, we were colleagues, and he used to take no small amount of pleasure in signing our other colleague up for crazy stuff like this. And so I could absolutely see it it being something somebody did as a, is a prank, but the whole no verification thing is, is, is sketchy. But the other thing is that I thought about is if you're afraid your spouse is looking to cheat and you try to sign up for it to, you know, we talk about Facebook stalking, yeah. but what if someone was, was worried about their spouse and then they signed up something like that. That was another one that I thought of that would have a, well, Okay, I don't think you could just sign on to Ashley Madison, though, and search for your spouse's real name, can you? Well, if you, if you sign up for an know. account, that's what I'm saying. So even if yeah, you sign up for an works. account, I don't think I don't think I don't, you search by I don't email. Know how it I, don't works. Know. I don't know how it works either. <laughs> Look, and I, I don't want to seem like I'm making excuses for the people out there. My initial reaction when I saw this was good. Uh, you know, that that's, you know, essentially they're going to get what, you know, they deserve or whatever. But, you know, I've got to tell you, I I started thinking back over even, you know, my own life and, and Mm -hmm. I I've well-documented sin issues that I've had. I've talked about here on the show and addiction issues that I've had. And you know what? God was extremely graceful to me in bringing me to repentance on those things. 
Um, God, you know, there was a hand of protection there. There was conviction that led me to repentance and repentance to my wife. And, and I think the way God allowed all that to unfold was a protection and a help. And, um, I, I, I think ultimately just wanting to see people come to repentance is what our stance is supposed to be. And there's probably a little bit of, uh, or a lot of flesh in me thinking, Oh man, Hey, they're going to, they're going to get what they deserve. I hope they release this list of names and everybody finds out who it is. I, you know, uh, I, I think Piper, John Piper said one time, there's only, it's, it's, it's really bad to get caught in secret sin. The only thing worse is to never get caught at all. Yeah. I, I think it's, we, we need to be caught up in our sin in hopes of repentance. But I think if you can, by the grace of God, come to repentance and confession without that stark just getting caught and controversy, and I think that that's a better way. It's uh, better for the, the better person, for people involved, and yeah, better better for the spouse yeah. in particular to not be shamed and destroyed in, in a public way that way. Um, I tend to agree with you guys. I had I had a very similar initial response in, in a sense, almost rooting for all of these names to be released. I mean, I mean, quite frankly, I, I'm just going to pull back the veil on my dirty heart a little bit. I, I know a lot of people in Trustful. Um, mm-hmm. Our own community was not one of the top ten in Birmingham, but I, I suspect there would be hundreds here. Uh, I know a lot of people in Trustful, though, that, they, you know, and you're curious, gosh, who's who's cheating on their spouse? I sure would kind of like to know. That that's that that's not that's not right. That that's uh, very gossipish at best, rooting for sin almost. So I'm convicted of that. I will say though, this is gre- just seeing the scope of the website and how much much it's permeated society. David, you and I uh, the other day were cry- kind of in our head trying to run uh, numbers on what what 3,200 Ashley Madison members in Trustful meant to the marriages of mm. Trustful. And, and, you know, you, you can kind of imagine that that's, that's anywhere from 20% to, I don't know, 60-something percent of the marriages in Trustful affected something by, by something like that. That would be cataclysmic mm-hmm. for that many marriages to be outed with a spouse or both spouses cheating that that's unimaginable that would cause unimaginable upheaval and harm there would be suicides there would be terrible things happening to children and i just I, i hope at least this that this hack manages to annihilate ashley madison dot com as an entity mm. and, and just buries them in every way, shape, and form. Speaking yeah, you, you of, wonder, by the way, and I know we need to move on, but you do wonder. I mean, they they I think they're doing more than just facilitating. I mean, they're 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 not only facilitating sin, but they are enabling it and even bringing it to to life because you know there are in in other words. Uh, there are probably people who don't who are held back from having an affair not from the their moral, moral uprightness yeah. but from lack of opportunity right and here they are i mean they are creating opportunity that's, that's the whole point yeah, they're, they're, they're that making they're making money they're making it look good yeah. they are providing opportunity 
um, and promoting it. And, and I think, um, so I think they're doing far more than just, you know, well, it could happen anywhere. Now, I think you're providing a way for it to happen that probably would not be there or would not be as readily available. Yeah. Uh, and 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 I yep. do think they should be held accountable for that, and will be in in time. Awesome. Well, speaking of organizations, it's really not uh, awesome. Well, it was awesome in the sense I agree with you. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Speaking of organizations, I would like to see absolutely, completely, utterly defunded, shut down, shuttered, closed up in every way possible. Uh, the next big deal, little deal or no deal, focuses on Planned Parenthood. And I think we have a video here that we're going to play. And basically what we're going to do in the video is we're going to listen to a doctor that is an executive with Planned Parenthood talk about the purchase and sale of the organs of babies that have been aborted. So... Nick, when you're ready, we'll cue that up and then we'll respond to it. So we had just started the conversation. This is what they're a startup that they have been about a year in business. They're a for-profit company that's connecting researchers with people willing to donate tissue. Our volume, thank you for giving it to me, is 800 a year. We're 60 in the second trimester. And we just started to talk about how the process worked with Novogenics down in um, Los Angeles when I was there. Okay. To back up a little bit, PPFA, our parent body, is on board with tissue donation, but we have to ask for a waiver to do it, and we have to lay out for them what our program's going to be like. And the mechanics of it was that uh, Heather, a Novogenics person, would come to the site, and our staff would sign the patients up and get consent, and then Heather would look at the tissue and take what she, she required. So it was logistically very easy for us. We didn't have to do anything. So it was compensation for this, and we didn't have to do anything. So it was compensation for this, and the, there was a discussion as I was leaving. They, they had been paying by the case, and there was some discussion about doing it in a different way, or I don't know what you're used to doing, how are you used to doing compensation. The patients don't get anything, of course. But. Okay, so I'd like... What what would uh, what would you expect for intact uh, tissue? What what sort of compensation? What sort of? Well, why don't you start by telling me what you used to pay? Okay, I don't think so. I I'd like to. I would like to know what would make you happy. What would work for you? No negotiations. The person who throws up the figure first is at a loss, right? So, <laughs> you, no, I I don't look at it that way. I know you want to play that game. I get I it, but no, no, no. I want lowball because I'm used to low things from. You know what? Um, uh, if you lowball, I'll I'll act pleasantly surprised, and you'll know it's a lowball. Okay. What I want to know is. Uh, what would what would work for you? Don't lowball it. Okay. Tell me what you really. Oh, that's way too low, okay. I, I, and that's I, really that's way too low. I don't. I, I want to keep you happy. I've, I've been at places that did fifty too. But see, we don't. We're not in it for the money. So why don't you start by telling me what you used to pay? Okay. I no, no. no, I want you really. And we don't want to be in the position of being accused of selling tissue and stuff like that. On the other hand, there are costs associated with the use of space exactly. and all that kind of stuff. So what yes. would you think about? Right. So way higher than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to start at around 100. 
Okay. Now this is for tissue that you actually take, not just the tissue that the person volunteered, but you can't find anything. Right? Exactly. Now this is for tissue that you actually take, not just the tissue that... Alright guys, so that is a uh, real exactly. recorded right. discussion uh, of, of a high-level Planned Parenthood doctor... Uh, executive uh, talking about the sale of uh, of tissue. Um, well, her name is uh, Gatter, Doctor Gatter. Um, Doctor Gatter's talking about the sale of tissue. They're not talking about big numbers there, but they are talking about offsetting costs for running the organization, that sort of thing. My understanding is that that is completely illegal, whether you're talking about big numbers or not. Planned Parenthood has hit back and said that these videos have been highly edited. They are misleading to the core, etc., etc. Quite frankly, the videos seem to show precisely what we think they show. Um, the the president of, of Planned Parenthood has come out and said they're using these highly edited videos, sensationalized videos to try and pune and smear the name of Planned Parenthood. These activists, these militant anti-abortion activists do nothing to improve the health and safety of women. And if they had their way, women could no longer come to Planned Parenthood for birth control services, for breast cancer screenings, for cervical cancer screenings, or any other health care. Uh, that is an interesting um, answer to high-level criticism without answering it in the least bit. Guys, is what Planned Parenthood has been doing a big deal, little deal, or no deal? Uh, well, you know, obviously a big deal. Um, and I think that several years ago, John Piper wrote an article. You can find it on DesiringGod.org, but it title of it was chilling to me. It was, we know they are killing children all of us know yeah and and you know the article just talks about how you know no matter what we say no matter how we try to justify it or look the other way we know what they're doing they are killing children and and i think the the statement now is we know they are killing children and selling their parts and killing them in such a way so as to preserve as to preserve it the part of the video where it they talk about being able to conduct a procedure in such a way to get a specific part of, they call it the specimen because you, you have to use that terminology to, to in any way. And I don't understand how they do it. It leaves me utterly speechless at the thought of it, but to even be able to consider conducting a procedure, you have to think of it as a specimen, not a baby. But the fact of the matter is a baby. And then you're talking about the process of killing this baby. Hey, we've got a buyer that needs this part. Let's, let's do it in such a way that, I don't care how that video is edited. The fact that that statement came out of your employee's mouth is is damning evidence in any court of law. Yeah, I, I think that you know, I, I, I think the bottom you know you, bottom line to me, you kind of look at this. I, I don't know that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not. I've said this before. I'm not surprised by sin. Sin doesn't shock me. Very few things that I hear about, and I just go, "Oh wow, I can't, I can't believe that." I, I think that our depravity knows no bounds, and you know, even in my own life, without the restraint of God and in His salvation, I am capable of far more and far greater sin than I would ever want to admit. 
and sin, you know, it, there's always a craving there for it, and it will always continue. And so you're going to, yeah, I mean, it, to hear they're aborting children and they're going to abort children and sell, you know, haggle over their body parts. I mean, it's shocking, but in a way it's not shocking. Um, but but looking at the video, the, th- the fact that, that these people just sit over a meal and haggle and talk about, you know, the how to kill a child to ensure that we get what we need and what kind of, you know, what kind of money will we get. And if you watch all the way to the end of the video, the lady makes a joke about, you know, wanting to make sure she gets her her Lamborghini. I'm just like, wow. I mean, we, how far, uh, you know, how far from God's, God's will, God's love, God's design that, 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 you know, people are created in His image. I mean, how how far have we wandered from that? That that we have managed to create this whole business and infrastructure that you know we're going to you know end pregnancies because women have the right to do what they want with their own body. We've convinced people they're not really people that we're killing. They're not really humans. They're not really babies. Um, and, and now we're haggling over how much their body parts will cost. I mean, it's just, um, we know what they're doing. We, we know what they're doing. All of us, all of us know that. And, you know, I think it, I think it's a question of what responsibility do we have and will we have when we stand before God about that? And, and I don't, I don't mean something like, yeah, you know, let's go pick at a abortion clinic. I, I don't. Uh, that's not what my mind goes to. But I mean, I, I think about just my own life. You know how often I pray about this. You know how often I think about it. You know how often I pray about that. Very little, very little. Um, pastorally, we don't talk about it a lot. You know, it's um, there's a lot of ignoring that is done, and. I see things like this, and I think you know we're, there's there's a responsibility that uh, that we're not taking up. There's a responsibility that we're ignoring. That's uh, a, for this. You know, I, that's an interesting perspective, and and I don't I don't disagree with the need for the church to be more conscientious of of the reality of it. Um, but it's 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 the same type of sentiment we have when churches become anti-gay locales before their churches. And I just, I remember um, when I was younger, um, it was at the height of the, the let's picket abortion clinics. And, and I just remember the, the looks on some of the, the patients and and I'll call them patients for the perspective of the show, the look on their faces as they're walking in, and they're seeing Christians across the street saying and doing the things they're doing. And that's, I don't think that's the approach Jesus would have us do either. Um, and so obviously that's not what you're discussing. So I, I get, you know. No, I mean, and I think there's, and I always feel like when we start talking about abortion, I mean, you know, there's always this, to me, um, I think, okay, if somebody's listening to me, if somebody's listening, you know, watching this, and they've had an abortion, and how do they feel? 
Right. Is, is, is what we're saying here bringing unrighteous condemnation and, and, uh, and, and, and I hope not. And, and I, I believe there's forgiveness for all sins and there's restoration found in Christ. We still have a responsibility to call what is sin a sin. Oh, yeah. The fact that I've done things, those things I've done still need to be called sin when they are. And, um, yes, I, I think giving and thinking about the power of prayer, the power of pointing people toward uh, praying and whatever the Spirit may lead them into that is along biblical grounds, um, I just, like I said, I think there's a lot of ignoring that is done. Yeah, fair point. I think this is an abomination. You know, Tim Keller talks about, uh, in some of his sermons and some of his books, uh, he talks about systematized evil, the institutional evil. And, and he talks about how, although huge corporate institutions are made up of individual people, that, that God will judge societies, God will judge groups for the acts of a few people. And what Planned Parenthood is doing already i think is is beyond our comprehension is is evil beyond our our comprehension this thing that they're also profiting on it uh with uh, some a few of the select babies that are aborted is um just as you said david it's not terribly surprising that an evil institution would continue in its evilness. I do not understand why more African Americans and even more progressive people don't hammer Planned Parenthood more because of how Planned Parenthood is wont to set up in areas that are heavily African American and offer their services there. If we had the real numbers on the percentage of children aborted in Planned Parenthood facilities, it's astonishing how uh, how what what a high percentage of African Americans are aborted there. I think it's a racial holocaust, and uh, very very few people talk about that. Uh, but this is evil. This is evil, and I, I find it so disingenuous that uh, that Planned Parenthood is using this to try to launch uh, a campaign to get more support. Uh, they they can, if you go to their website, they have a petition going that wants you to tell Congress that you stand with Planned Parenthood. I cannot imagine even a virulently pro-choice person saying, "I stand with Planned Parenthood." Here, if you're pla- if you're pro-choice, you should divorce every affiliation you have with this evil organization. Because they are, they should not represent anybody. Uh, but, but as a person who is is adamantly pro life, I, I just I, I pray that God, our country, that some entity brings Planned Parenthood to a a quick end. I do not believe that everybody. Somebody said in Periscope that everybody should have access to the destruction of. Their pregnancy, uh, as Nathan Martin said earlier, the, the medical services, the few medical services that Planned Parenthood provides, uh, breast cancer, breast cancer uh, screenings, that sort of thing, are done much better at a much better uh, cost by much better doctors at another facility. Make mo- no mistake, um, Planned Parenthood is 
is focused squarely on the industry of abortion and only does these other things as side jobs. And I want to see them eliminated. And, and it's it's astonishes me that Hillary Clinton has come out in heavy support of them this this week. Well, uh, as the Bible talks about, money is the as the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money, not money itself, but the love of money, and, and that's in operation here to to a degree. Hmm. Um, uh, what you see, I mean, these people, uh, I, you sit there and watch it, and again, it's so cavalier and. And 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 they're being you know, they're being very careful about what's being said, but making the jokes and, and very obvious that you know at the end of the video she the lady talks about well you know we could agree to seventy five dollars if unless I found out other places are getting more and then I may come back because you know it, you know we want to get the market rate for this we want to get the market rate for baby parts that's what they're saying that's just you know wow I mean it's um. And again, and that there's I, a market I, rate is just. I think. I think. Uh, I think for us. I think for Christians. I think. I think people in the name of Christ have done horrendous things. I would call them horrendous things. Uh, I think bombing abortion clinics. I think that's horrendous abomination. Uh, but on the flip side, pastorally, we we, you know, in our churches, it, it's something. It seems like we're almost just. Um, at ignorance of, and we have gotten very focused the last couple of years on gay marriage and you know homosexual issues in and around the church, and I think that's even further taken our eyes off of this huge cultural abomination that's happening in our time. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Planned Parenthood, if you want to defend yourself against these allegations, don't talk about he- heavily edited videos. Don't talk about your opponents trying to shut you down. Come out and say, we do not now, nor have we ever sold the organs of aborted babies for profit. Please come out and say that. And and, and then hopefully you, you will, you know, kind of get in trouble for lying as well, because we know you can't come out and say that with any sort of legitimacy. A little bit of passion on the part of Chase, Captain Crunchy Thompson. Um, we thank everyone for listening to this episode of The Gospel Friends. Um, as always, um, you guys is, are why we do this. And so um, we love listener feedback. We kind of highlighted that at the top of the show. So uh, these topics or any others that you'd like to see us discuss, please hit us up. Um, we've got a couple of places to do it. Um, Twitter is probably the quickest, at my gospel friends on Twitter. You can almost also email us at thegospelfriends at gmail.com. Um, same place to email us if you'd like to have a shirt. Um, if you bought a shirt and want to pay for it, uh, PayPal money to thegospelfriends at gmail.com as well. If you bought a shirt and want to pay for it, is that It's hard to back to the beginning. No, but what I'm of, saying is that like, if you've bought the shirt, you've already... I'm okay, going to mute go you. Ahead. Don't Sorry. let me mute you. All right. All right. Um, Sorry, trying to harken back to the beginning of the show there. But uh, if you want to kind of jump in the discussion, the place where we discuss these topics, we've mentioned it a couple times on the show. The Hall of Dogma is our Facebook group. Obviously, you got to have a Facebook account there. But uh, if you just go to hallofdogma.com, that'll jump you straight to the group. Um, just ask nicely to join, and we'll let you in. And just don't be a goober. What are you pointing at the computer for? I wasn't. I was making a jumping thing with my fingers. Ah, makes more sense now. Um, we do not mind uh, voice correspondence, so if you want to leave us a voicemail in some regard, 
A couple ways to do it, 205-575-9735 or speakpipe.com. Uh, if there's an international uh, liver <laughs> harkening way back or long distance play, speakpipe.com slash the gospel friends. I want to say, say a quick shout out to Sean Lombard and Jeff at Funky Stickman. We've got their um, info in the show notes. They do our intro and outro music, and we much appreciate that. Um, that is it for this week. Tune in next week when you might hear David say. Now, now guys, I really think it's fine for me to say that. It, Urban Dictionary says it's okay. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, that's terrible. All right, we are at uh, zero to zero, but uh, Nick, you can catch back up here. We're going to go Baptist, Reformed, Pentecostal, or Church of Christ. Don't let Jesus get you riding dirty. Ooh, wait, that's bad. Is it's a song. Not, what's what kind of song is it? It means uh, being in a car uh, uh, with a like a felony. Okay, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. We'll have you. a little Google pause here. To look <laughs> okay, first of all, it was on a church. It was phrase. on a church sign. Yes, and Rick Pino had a song. You spin my head right round, Jesus, right round. Urban Dictionary, which is where I go for all of my yes. Okay, Chameleon riding there. dirty, driving in an automobile while having at least a felony charge worth of illegal drugs or unregistered firearms with you. Are there any others? Well, it's Urban Dictionary. It's also it the third studio out. album by American hip-hop duo UGK, which is why it was actually on the church sign. All right. I think it's okay. All right. I, I checked it out before I did it. There's some swearing in this definition. They oh, actually dear. put that out there because of um, the uh, very popular song, the, that rock group. Mm. Riding dirties when you're in a vehicle and might have police after you. You know who would know this? The general. I'm going to text him. Let's do that. Let's let's make the show that's running behind and going over time budget longer. I I, I think I think you're okay. I think you're in the clear. I was in the clear beforehand. It well, was you two goobers who press on. It just sounded bad. I, I you know, what do we know? You're editing all this out, right? Oh yeah. This is not going to be captivating. What does writing dirty mean? Yeah, I'm sure Periscope is yes. thoroughly entertained right As, now. Well, Emmanuel's watching on the Periscope. They oh, are referencing Chamillionaire. I said that. Thank you, Emmanuel. Okay. All right, that's fine. No, you didn't say me. that. I you did. Could... I said it. Play back the tape. Okay, here we go. Can we keep going? Uh, Nick, you never actually gave it to me. All right, here. I'm just going to start over. Ready? <laughs>